All right. Welcome back, folks. It is great to be back with you. This is part two of our Bannon Dunes Mega Recap Podcast. Uh, in part one, Boat, Andy, Reem, and myself uh, went like an hour plus on all things Sheep Ranch. It was all of our first times playing the golf course, so we had uh, takes on takes on takes. Uh, you know, regarding our first experience out there, it was a lot of fun. You can go find that one anywhere that you enjoy listening to your podcast, Spotify, iTunes, whatever it may be. You can find the Golf Guide podcast there. And here in part two, we're going to go way more in depth on the other courses, uh, the weather, how Bandon Dunes dealt with the COVID stuff while we were there, uh, how the guys responded to all the you know restrictions that were put in place, how they dealt with it, uh, all the games that we were playing, the Suave Cup, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, so you know, if you're trying to think about what you want to do for your next buddy's trip up to Bandon Dunes or anywhere else, some good suggestions in here, and just a lot of fun stories and a lot of good times with some friends. Um, yeah, that I get to see, you know, once a year, maybe twice a year that I absolutely love spending time with playing golf with and, and, and talking golf with. So I hope you guys do enjoy one last little caveat, just as was the case uh, with part one uh, boats. Audio was tough. Uh, I, I don't know why it kept cutting in and out. So spent a few hours trying to edit it. It's not perfect, but it's going to you know hopefully be good enough. So bear with us. Still a great podcast, still a fun listen. So I hope you guys enjoy part two of our Bandon Dunes mega recap pod here on the Golf Guide Podcast. All right. Now we enter we enter the food twilight zone, gentlemen. This is where I have to ask each and every one of you, it's time for you all to kind of give me an updated sort of breakdown on where you sit in terms of which are your is your most favorite of the courses up there. Um, again, this is with the caveat, everybody listening. Every one of the golf courses at Bannon Dunes is one of the best golf courses you'll ever play in your life. By saying one is the your fifth favorite there, if it's not still in like if it's not still one of the twenty five best golf courses you've ever played, then you must be some sort of big dick that has memberships at Pine Valley and Cypress and all those other kind of courses that can play all the best courses in the world. You know, and you know what I mean. Like they're all world class. So let's don't nobody needs to get offended listening to this. Oh, dude, it's their fifth favorite. That's bullshit. It's like, no, bro, it's still fucking awesome. Just chill the fuck out, all right? So with that caveat in place, um, Boat, I do kind of want to start with you since this was your first time, but before you kind of give us your breakdown, and I know this has been published already on the Handshakes and Birdie feed on Facebook, so I, I, you're not necessarily breaking any news here on the podcast, but did you have any preconceptions on what you thought would be your favorite golf courses before you got up there for the first time? Yeah. Uh, uh, and I, um, once again, I was right. Um, <laughs> go figure. <laughs> I thought I was, uh, I thought, uh, pack dunes was going to be my favorite. Um, I thought i pack would be my favorite and, uh, it is, um, layout views, feel consistent trends and feel to the golf course. Uh, the part threes there. Um, yeah, so that, that's, that's kind of where I was then. I, I, I knew I was going to like, uh, I knew I was going to like bandit trails because it's the m- most unique course, um, kind of, you know, up in the, up in the mountains. And I love, I love mountain golf having, having talked about, you know, our trips to gray Eagle and, and Tahoe and, mm-hmm. uh, I love mountain. I I'm starting to really enjoy just about every core Crenshaw, uh, track that I played. Um, I really love their kind of philosophy we were we were kind of laughing on on 12 at bandon trails uh patrick and steve and i and uh, i was just like uh is this a par four or is that the only long par three i've ever seen with a fairway bunker <laughs> uh, really 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 enjoyed 240 trails. uphill for all the folks at home that are unfamiliar with 12 oh. abandoned trails boy i can't i can't Birdie. Yeah. Birdie for Mr. Yeah, Furdy. I, I missed a four. Actually, I saw I you at that golf shop. Four there. Whew, that, that, that was yeah, fun. Was... Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. And then I and then I knew I wasn't going to have, have like uh, uh, the, the worst course. You know what I mean? So I, I'll just, I guess I'll just dive right into my rankings. Please. Um, uh, so, you know, as, 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 as number one, as number one, I had Pack Dunes, uh, which I talked about. Uh, um, as two, I had Bandon Trails, and then a very close. Uh, I got three tied for thirds. Dunes, Sheep Ranch, Old McDonald. I think 
I think Old McDonald, I think, is going to grow on me. I've had people tell me that Old McDonald is going to trust the process. Uh, but for me, it, I don't know if it was the pin rotations that day, but there were a couple of just absolutely maniacal fucking pins. Uh, it was talked about a lot amongst our group. Um, he doesn't give you a lot of bailout on a couple of those greens where you can hit a safe shot and go, okay, you know what? I'm fine with five here. Um, but I think it's, it's, I, I think that course is going to grow on me. Um, banded dunes. I heard they did a little restoration. Absolutely love the course. Banded dunes is actually really, if, if there was one close to being in the top two, it was probably banded dunes for me. Okay. Banded dunes. Although I'm going T3, T3, T3. Uh, Bandon Dunes, um, obviously it, it being the first course there probably has a little more history. Uh, it's, it's a lot, definitely, um, really enjoyed the green complexes out there at Bandon Dunes. Really yeah. enjoyed them. I honestly uh, can't disagree with anything uh, you said. Just from the accommodations, which is, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, um, yeah, I, I so I, I definitely... Like everyone here, I want another crack at Sheep Ranch, and I, you know, I'm gonna try and get my ankles replaced so I can actually do replay <laughs> rounds now, <laughs> next year. Uh, but the, I was I, there was a lot of there was a there was a lot of preventative maintenance going on. I mean, after the round, it was, was had to get those spurs under control. It's like 11 pounds on that trip, carrying my own bag five rounds, which was great. Most fun diet in the entire world. God willing, next year I'm able to do a couple repeats, and I, and, and I and I come home just like twenty lighter. That'd be great, but hopefully I don't have twenty to lose next time I'm up there. But um, yeah, man, ranking wise, and Bandon Bandon was close to being in my top two. It really was. Yeah, it really was. And also because of the frost delay, we started on ten at Bandon Dunes. Likewise, I would have liked to played that back nine yeah, for, for my sure. finishing stretch. Totally. Yeah, I mean the the back nine, especially those that, that you know that finishing stretch where you get to 15, 16, 17, 18. It's so fucking good, uh, Andy. I mean, seventeen is all brutal. world. Seventeen is all world. So that's brutal, Andy. I see you yeah. shaking your head. You're chomping at the bit to jump in here, brother. I, so I I got you know this is trip number five for you, man. You've got you got a lot of rounds at the you know at the Bandon Dunes Golf Resort. I, I think it's safe to say, even though this is five trips in for you, it's probably safe to say you've clocked at least what seven to eight rounds at every one of those courses except for the sheep ranch uh i see you nodding right now so get, give it to me brother i mean go, going into this trip where did you have them stacked up personally and did anything change this trip so going in i had uh trails as my undisputed number one i had bandon dunes as number two i had pacific as number three and i had old mac as number four but i really had them kind of tiered as the top two and the bottom two for me being able to play pack twice in like perfect weather this time um has gotten me drinking the kool-aid a little bit more uh about it's about what, time. What, what everybody says trails is still number one um and it's it's uh, i was gonna say it's not close it, it probably is closer than it has been before but i still i i think trails is fucking incredible to jess's point i love core crenshaw um every course that i've ever played by them which is not a ton um i've just really really enjoyed um i would say two and three are interchangeable uh with pack and the og and i think that had i you know, had we not had the frost delay and I got to play Bandon in its, you know, original design um, that I probably would have felt a little bit better. Pro tip, if you're replaying or if you just have a chance to play nine holes, the back nine at Bandon Dews at Sunset is an all-world golf experience. Like, the 16th green and turning back to 17 and 18 at sunset, like especially on a replay round as you're fighting the sun and you're racing back, like it's unbelievable. Um, playing it, playing it out of order, I think took a little bit of the luster off, but I, I still love Bannon dunes. Um, 
And then I would say, you know, Sheep and Old McDonald are are kind of tied four and five for me. Um, I've I've to Jess's point again, you know, trusted the process with Old Mac. I, I've had some very very fun rounds there. I've had some miserable fucking rounds there, specifically on hole number two where I've ping pong back and forth over the front and back of that green. Easy to do. Uh, it's, but like you said, right. It's like ranking your children. Although I have none, um, <laughs> in terms of like trying to pick a favorite, right. You love all of them equally and they all have their own quirks and, and joys that you love about them. Um, I wish that I could play all five of those courses every single day uh and and really be able to get a definitive ranking i think the the janela 10 uh you know if you have 10 rounds to play how you'd split them up and then throwing the preserve in there um it's almost it it almost makes your head spin at this point with with sheep getting added in um but yeah I, i would say that that's what it is it's it's trails uh it's pacific and bandon sheep and old Mac. Interesting. Uh, Mr. Reem, I, we, we go to you, brother. I mean, where, where did you stand coming into this trip? Did anything change? I mean, what, 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 what are you feeling like, brother? I had some changes. Oh, I God. mean, this is, I th- I don't know if this is year six or seven for me. I want to say I played all these courses with the exception of sheep ranch a dozen times. Yeah. Um, and, this the course that's in the one spot was historically in the one spot. It lost it last year. Um, oh, and it's it's regained, so it's oh. back. And that's that's trails. I think trails is unde- like undisputedly the best golf course there. It really is. It's just it's the purest golf course. There's not an ocean view, and you still have. Like it, it's just too good. Trails is the best golf course, hands down. I'm am d- done rating anything other than trails. Number one, nothing will ever change my mind ever again. Wow. Well, except, I, except until next year. Except next year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two, um, this is this is probably the first year it's been number two, and it's really because the back nine of Bandon Dunes is the best nine holes on the property. Oh. It. it it's the best nine holes on the prop. Like, like in when you when you consider nine holes as in either one through nine or ten through eighteen. Like, if we start poking in the middle, I'm yeah, sure hey, I hey, could... let's not be fucking hooligans out here. Let's have a little respect, you know, for the scorecard, you know. Exactly. Yeah, I got you know? You. For the for the men who designed it. So yeah, I, uh, yeah, I think the back nine at Bandon Dunes is the best, and because of that, especially at sunset. Um, like Andy said, for me, it's in the two spot. Fire. Uh, Old McDonald, it grows on you. It used to be my least favorite. It found its way into the one spot last year because I played it really well. <laughs> but it's probably the third best golf course. Uh, and I'm clearly the smartest person in this podcast, so it is the third best golf course. Uh, the greens are diabolical. So debatable. Um, it's fun. I can hit my hook shitty drive and still be in play. Good times at the old McDonald. Number four, Pack Dunes. Uh, I know it's rated number one. Um, and it was nice to play in good weather this year. Uh, I feel like I never play that golf course in good weather for whatever reason until this year. Mm-hmm. So it, it did help my opinion of Pacific Dunes. Uh, great golf course killer but it, it, to be honest it kind of reminds me of sheep ranch in the sense of like it's so beautiful that i i get distracted i'm too fucking distracted at pacific dunes and all the holes blend together and i know that's silly because i would know most people would say a lot of the best holes in the property are on pacific dunes uh including mr kyle Sorlo. but for me they just fucking blend together um and i think it's because i'm too distracted out there and then uh, last is Sheep Ranch for now, probably because I played it the least. Um, and I do knock it a little bit, like we mentioned earlier, for being the easier golf course. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong out there. I play every single one of those golf courses every single day for the rest of my life and be happy. 
Yeah. That and and that's and that's the key to all this. It's like, you know, that that's what makes this thing so fun is that they're all just so fucking good. It's like how you know again, as Andy said, choose between your children. It's they're all perfect in their own way. Um yeah, man. I I, I don't really have a bad thing to say about anything Banadoons related. Again, as we uh, mentioned earlier in this podcast, uh, I, I know nobody really cares, but I'm just going to go ahead and give you guys my, my, my updated list real quick anyway before we move on. Uh, going into this year, it was very clearly in this order. It was Pack Dunes 1, Old McDonald 2, Trails 3, um, and then Banadoons 4. Although, you know, Banadoons 4 is so, like, was so, like, it was almost kind of like an attire for Trails with third for me. But now with the with the sheep branch out here with five courses, I'll give you an updated thing. And honestly, until the very last night that we were at the resort and we were talking with some guys and we were trying to think of our dream 18, right? Like best first hole in the golf course or at the resort, best second hole at the resort, best third hole at the resort and going through things. I was still, before that exercise, I was still actually going to keep that order the same that I had before, but, and then put sheep branch at five. But then when we were doing this exercise, and Reamer was there when this was taking place, and I kept thinking it, and I was kind of shocked with how many times throughout the 18 holes I felt like Trails had the best, you know, you know, seven, or, you know the best fourth or whatever what it would be, to the point where I think I actually, as much as I love Old Mac, and I, I'm one of the guys, the first time I played Old Mac, the year that it opened in 2010, it was definitely my fourth favorite golf course there. <laughs> And it, I just loved it more and more every time I played it to the point where up through this year, it was my second favorite golf course, and it wasn't that far behind Pack Dunes. Um, but after playing Trails this year and, and, and just, you know, granted, getting to experience it in sunny weather was just fucking amazing. No. Um, I think I actually might have to modify my rankings to go Pacific Dunes 1, Trails 2, and actually... I love Bannon Dunes. Like, I don't know why. Like, I, I kind of had the same experience as you guys did where I just re-fell in love with the OG course all over again to the point where I actually would probably go Pack Dunes 1, Trails 2, T3 for Old Mac and Bannon, and Bannon Dunes, and then have Sheep Ranch at 5. I, I, think, I think that's where I stand right now, which actually puts me in a very similar spot to, uh, to our first-timer, you know, Mr. Stemak. The only difference is that I I I would definitively rather play Bannon Dunes or Old Mac over the Sheep Ranch if I just had one round of golf to play. That's that's kind of how I do that. If it you got one round, you get to go play. Which ones do you choose? I would rather play Old Mac and Bannon over the Sheep Ranch. Maybe that'll change after a few more plays, but that's that's where I stand after my initial trip with all five courses at the resort. I'm gathering from what uh, what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing, guys nodding that it's, you know, that's that, that's not too crazy of a take. Is it, Andy, would you? It, that, that, that's not crazy, is it? No, but also if you're going to Bannon Dunes and you have one round to play, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> that's a great take. That's uh, but also, I'm just surprised Serlo remembers that Dream 18 with how fucking stoned he was that night. <laughs> <laughs> thought he fell asleep in the chair for a honestly minute. dude i like i wasn't getting after it in the evenings this trip in the way i was in past trips and i attribute that to just being back at you know at the rooms as opposed to being at the bunker bar did, did anybody feel like they slowed down at all in the evenings Reamer, I you you like me like to get i mean granted I, I can't believe it took us an hour and 40 minutes in this podcast to bring this up other than for me the breakfast buffet and the cocktails in the morning was the second most you know, jarring thing that I missed. Um, not getting a night at the Bachelors Inn was easily the number one. You know, not not getting to spend a night in Coos in in Coos Bay. You know, supporting the local economy for me was was a big one. Uh, it did I, that I really really missed. Did you guys it's feel the only like- reason we? It's the only reason we lost the Swap Cup, dude. <laughs> I mean, clearly clearly we didn't get to have the team building event that we should have had. Right, exactly. And, you right. Know, it, it's really there's an asterisk next to the to the win you know like they they didn't win there's not an asterisk next to that sweet fucking uh shoe bag that kyle got us that says 20 20 swab cup champion that's that's fully 
stocked with my shoes and uh, two white claws right now for my round on Saturday. Oh, we, we like that. I'm not going to lie. I was a little jealous. I really wanted one of those shoe bags. The fact that I had to order 20 of them and I didn't get a single one hurt just a little bit. It, 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 it was a little tough. Uh, Andy, I mean, since you've got other trips to compare it to, and I'll throw it to both here in a second, did you feel like not, you know, just going back to the rooms as opposed to going to the bunker bar dramatically altered your, you know, your alcohol, you know, consumption while you were there? Um, I, I would kind of agree with you where maybe we got a little bit more after it, uh, on the golf course or after, as we're kind of putzing around at the, at the clubhouses, right. Where we would typically just go back, shower up and go hit the bunker bar, go grab dinner. But I also feel like dinner was where, uh, I got the most shit faced where I would have like three drinks and then like stumble my way into the bunker bar. And by the time I was in there, it was, uh, probably it was 20 bucks a dice and go home. Yeah. Probably <laughs> about 20 minutes past when I should have gone home in the first place. And then I would be there for another hour and have another couple drinks and, uh, and then eventually make my way home. Um, I, I still feel like I got, uh, a sufficient amount of booze in me on this trip. Um, but I, I can tell you that I definitely felt better in the mornings than I have on previous trips. No um, fucking doubt. I did, I did also, for the first time, uh, invest in some liquid IV, which I had never utilized before. Um, again, no free ads, but uh, that was extremely helpful in you know having like one or two of those a day, like one before the round and one uh, when I got home, like. I I felt, you know, pretty good every morning before we did our uh, traditional shot to the gods and and made my big Yeti transfusion and, and made my way out there. But yeah, I mean, I, I missed the I missed more the gambling in the bunker bar and the pool and the dice than I did like, you know, being out until two and stinking like cigars and, or, you know, be, for me being out till like 1130 and stinking like cigars <laughs> um, before I, I, I should be bouncing left. But uh, dude, like I said, honestly, I think all things considered, this was my favorite trip that I've done. And it's really not that close. Rad. I, I, I want how, how much of that is due to the weather? And how much of it is due to just everything else? I mean, I think the weather this year to last year was the same. Yeah. Right? Like, pretty much, you know, we, we got we sprinkled had, on for like five holes last year where we got yeah, absolutely we had, perfect weather we for every day with this year. No rain last year and this year we had perfect weather, but I think it was more the group. It was the fact that we did the Suave Cup, which like we've all been clamoring for for years, right? And we just haven't had the volume of guys that are, that are down to do it. Um, the the competition aspect of it and and just the the fact that the group was a little bit bigger and that we were back in the lily pond like you know no no knock on chrome lake it was it was great the rooms were bigger um the fireplace was was roaring but the lily pond is the best spot for a group like what we have for sure for sure and boat this is where i'm going to throw it to you brother and this is where i gotta you know listen to andy what I'm going to go a little 30 for 30 on you for a second. Boat, what if I told you that the trip that you just had could be just as awesome, except you get to go drink and play dice in a bar for several hours every single evening before you crash? How does that sound to you? You know, sorry, I I paused Big Sky. Uh, (laughs) the, uh, The older I get... I'm just kidding. Uh, I recorded it. Uh, the, the older I get, uh, it's hard to stay out as late as I used to and really rebound. Yeah. Um, to touch on what 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 Andy said, yeah. I mean, uh, our our room that I shared with Brett, who's the loudest snorer I've ever heard in my life, <laughs> water buffalo. Um, after every round, and I wasn't I wasn't purchasing. Um, I wasn't purchasing on course alcohol. I, you know, I had, I had the flask and, uh, but as soon as it was a solid routine shower, ankle up and pound like six bottles of water and a Gatorade. Um, you got to stay 
dehydrated out there, especially for me carrying a bigger guy carrying his own bag. Um, you know, there it was not, sure, and it, it would have been nice to have everyone together. We we did a couple nights as long as we could before it got freezing cold. But but like Andy said, also, uh, I really enjoyed the outdoor aspect at Lily Pond. Yeah. Um, I used to like to drink. Uh, you know. It, guys hey let's go for one or two and then let's let's go back to the pond hashtag died maybe maybe next year we uh you know figure out a, a portable heater thing and um because that setting i i really enjoy that that kind of like almost like tailgate set you know um it feels like you can you can have like limited conversations in a bar where you're trying to avoid cigar smoke and this and that and everything. You, know, you got the alphas going. Come on, let's let's play poker. This and that. But there wasn't any of that going on at the Lily Pond. That was, that was, uh, that was an all timer for me. Uh, it really was. I don't have, and I, they, at no point during the trip was like, God damn it, I wish I was buying fifteen dollars scotches in the bunker yeah. bar right now, smoking a cigar. <laughs> at no point <laughs> I was. I, that was. I, I, at, at no point I was there. Um, so, I'm sure it'll it'll be fun when it's open. But I think, uh, for me, it, it was such a great experience and, and and having having some former player there next door and and, and and a lot of former bikes getting to play with with johnny morris was fantastic you know it was like we missed each other age-wise to where we didn't get to play together in high school and i just missed him you know because uh, uh i think he had to have graduated we so me, me and johnny yeah six me and Is johnny right? graduated yeah me and johnny graduated high school in 06 so your first year as a montgomery high school golf coach was the our freshman year of college the first yeah, yeah, I, yeah, the year right I, after I, we left? I had I, yeah I I had Casey and I what a disappointment that is. <laughs> I, I hate uh, that, because again uh, I wonder oh if we should God, tell that story. I you know disappointment of the year, but uh, oh man, no, but I, was, I, just I realized, was looking forward to looking forward to seeing him. But uh, uh, I was just gonna say I just realized how different our trips were. I mean, six bottles of water a day. <laughs> Holy fuck. The only water I had was in my fine pilsners, and let me tell you, I had a lot of fine pilsners. <laughs> I, no, I'm not gonna I, lie. For someone, I gotta I, stay fucking, hydrated. I love water, man. Water is so <laughs> delightful. Water is the nectar of the fucking gods. All right, and I did not drink enough of it this trip. Like I, I wish I was on boats. Like we kept on getting like Bannon was so awesome, man. Like. I, I don't know about this. They did not tell me any of this beforehand. As a guy that's coordinating this whole group, the fact that they gave us all lunch vouchers as like a sorry that everything is closed, oh. have lunch on us every day. First of all, it was so rad. Like they, they did not have to do that. The fact that they went above and beyond and, and pulled Touch that together for our group was so killer. And the drink, that, the non-alcoholic drink that came with your lunch, which inevitably ended up being a Gatorade at the turn stand every round, I think single-handedly kept me on my feet until I got like back to the lily pond at nighttime. Like if I didn't have that Gatorade to kind of at least like sort of flush out all of the double transfusions and Miller lights that were basically just making up 98% of my bloodstream, like at any given point of that round, I think it may have been the end of me. So huge shout out to Bandon for actually keep, you know, keep keeping the pulse going. It was great. Major shout. That was big tip to the cap. That was that was that's all class by them, dude. All class. Shibata Club at Pack Dunes. They get that they are are in the business of. It's a it's a whole loaf of bread. Yeah. Oh, Oh, you know I love it. (laughs) All right. So with with all that, gentlemen, let's let's hit a couple last little things before we uh, we. we wrap this thing up. I, I told Andy to come on and join us for 10, 15 minutes, and here we are, an hour 52 in, just grinding, just hitting the vape pen, just at, just getting after it. Um, so, quick Screenshot that still. Yeah. A <laughs> uh, couple other aspects of our trip. Uh, so, every year we were up there, Reamer did an outstanding job coordinating our skins and our birdie game this year. Um, I, Reamer... You know, can, we, through, can we talk about skins real quick? Well, I, I do want to talk about skins because Boat made a recommendation that we are going to adopt going into next year. I know that it is to the detriment maybe of to a lot of the 18 handicaps playing in the skins game, but I think it is absolutely the fair way to do it going forward. So, Boat, why don't you go ahead and take the floor here because skins, uh, you, you tell us what your change was and then Reamer can kind of uh, follow up with kind of how the skins shook down and, and what what he thought of it. So, Boat, go ahead. You you, you lead us off here. Yeah, getting the full paw. And, um, you know, for, for a mid handicapper, all that they have to do is yeah. a, a medium level, you know, a hole. 
I, as soon as I got done playing Sheep Ranch, especially, and immediately when I when I found out that it was it was topped by a, by a four for a three, I just I violated. So, boat. I I don't know about you. I you were cutting out there a little bit, brother. So I, I didn't totally get to hear. Just it. Violate. It, it, Can you guys it, hear me? I, 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 you, you were cutting out a lot there, brother. Andy, you, you look at me real quick. We're, we're, was Jess cutting out for you there as well? Yeah, I, I heard about every third word. Okay, so just, just to clarify, right, everybody, just, in, just in case, yeah, just in case Boat's cutting out here. So, yeah, the fact that we were still playing full pops, a lot of the mid handicappers for a lot of, you know, par net birdies to basically snake like, you know, actual gross birdies from other guys, it, it, was, it was a little tough. It, it, is that kind of the gist of what you're talking about, Boat? Yes. So can can you guys hear me now? Am I coming through all right? Yeah, you're coming through a little better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So on four, that pin was just. I mean, I make a three there. I had three wood in my hand on my second shot, and I hoop a six footer that if it doesn't go, when it's rolling off the front of the green and another thirty five yards. Um, but yeah, it's just the, the half poppy. It keeps it keeps them in it too. But it's uh, uh, you know, back to my. I don't, you probably didn't hear my rant. You know, for a higher handicapper, they basically just have to hit one shot you know, on some holes if, if they happen to get a little fortunate you know what i mean yeah um so it's uh i, I think it's it, it's it's funner we, we do the half pops uh at the club on fridays and it's it it seems to be a big hit among uh all levels right i like i like that idea yeah. um you know in so in years past we subtracted and we just did I want to say the previous year we either subtracted four or five from everybody um, and nobody played lower than a zero. So we weren't going to go into like pluses. Um, and I think that evened it out, but I kind of like the idea of half pops even more. So I'm, I'm always open to changing uh, the skins. Cause I agree. It's the high handicappers. Def- and, and this year was a perfect example. The high handicappers won the majority of the skins. Um, Almost all which, of them. Yeah, which which fucked the four people in this fucking podcast right now. So, um, yeah. yes, it did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I had some birdies, and I didn't win shit either. So I don't like that. Well, I did. I did uh, think that I finally. I think in all the years that I've gone, I had never won a skin, and I think I finally got one on twelve at Trails. That ridiculously long par three with the fairway bunker yeah with the fairway bunker i finish (laughs) i walk up to the fucking group that's standing behind the behind the green i see my brother and i'm like what's up man how'd you play like any birdies he's like oh yeah you know i only had one i hit it to a foot on 12 and i'm like fuck you dude (laughs) the fact that he's a four i guess doesn't really help with the half pops for me um but i i do it's tough because we want to get as many people in there as possible i do think capping it i think we capped it this year what 16 um i think capping it you know a little bit lower is something that i had thought about but i think probably half pops make it a little bit more fair and, and allow more people to get involved. Um, I'm, I'm probably just sour grapes cause I've literally never won a skin and felt like I, I should have a few times. Um, but I played with Alex for that shot on 12, by the way. And that yeah. was a beauty. Well, so I saw, I saw Jess like pure, uh, and I think he hit an iron, which was a fucking savage move from the tips. I was like, okay, Jess hit it to like nine feet and we're walking off the tee. I'm like, Jess, you make that putt? He's like, no, I just missed it. I'm like, okay, I still got a shot. And and then to hear fucking Alan, my caddy's like, oh, you got a skin there for sure, man. And like, like as a 10, like on the 18 handicap, like you should for sure pop there. You're, you should for sure, you know, cash there. And sure enough, my fucking scumbag brother gets, a, gets another two there to, to tie me. Um, and hey, and speaking of, you know, we, we we know we gave him shit about playing like dog shit all week. Yet somehow he still won a match against the horrific Robbie Rhodes, eight and six. Okay. Yeah, we're making fun of this guy for playing like dog shit, and he won eight and six. This speaks how bad Robbie was. Yeah, but then after that, Robbie. 
Yeah, and after that birdie he made on twelve, he gets up to thirteen t and he snap hooks it into the shit. Just Sick. you know, just handicap maintenance right there, dude. Just, just, just absolute snap. I don't think it went like fifteen yards before it hit the trees on the left side. Sick. Oh, yeah, that so rad. That was also, good. But also the day. Oh, did you guys know Kevin Na was on the trip? By the way. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Serlo. Jesus, I'm this sorry. guy's out talking to himself while he's standing over the ball calling himself a scumbag because he can't hit it just sitting there just just up and down up and down i fucking hate and i'm so self-conscious over how long (laughs) i'm standing over the ball right now and i can't like i'm at such a fucking crossroads because ever since i started taking extra time over the ball i've started playing way better but i hate everything about it my dad sent me a video of me hitting my first tee shot at Sheep Ranch on the day we showed up, and I'm watching it, and I'm fucking standing over the ball. It's like for like 15 seconds, and as I'm watching it, I'm probably saying to my phone the same thing that I'm saying to myself in my head, like seven, eight seconds in, where it's like, "You piece of shit, just hit the ball. Why you just hit the ball? Nope, get that left shoulder up, get that right elbow in, get, 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 just hit the fucking ball." And I'm just yelling at myself, and I just can't. But then I start playing. I'm playing so goddamn good. It's like I can't stop. Boat, as member actually diagnoses <laughs> golf swings for a living. How fucked am I right now? What's wrong with me? What is wrong with me? <laughs> it's, it's a good thing I didn't get around in with you because I would have lit you a fucking Christmas tree. Oh, and, and, and deservedly so. I will say this: at least it's not like a full Rob Rhodes where I do like a full on like pump fake. On everybody, like where I get all the way three quarters of the top, like as I'm about to swing, oh, no, 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 and then we go right back, we recenter, we find it. Like I don't take any practice swings. I, I know that I stand over the ball for fucking ever, so I try to be as as quick with everything else, but I still feel like a fucking scumbag. I, I just I hate everything about. It. I need to find a way to play as good as I'm playing right now while taking like twenty percent of the amount of time over the ball. Oh my my caddy was well, my caddy was like, well, you know. Kyle, uh, he was like, does Kyle always take that long over the ball? I was like, no, like he he does seem a little bit more jittery than I've seen him, you know, when we've played before. He's like, well, you know, he does like have a routine. Like he, you know, he picks it up 27 times and then he hits it every time. Sometimes like, right 28. After, it's 27 or 28 on that, times. On that 28, he's he's ready to go. And it's it is you 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 look a little you look a little shaky but you you're playing good golf so it's it's hard to argue the the system isn't working it's i just feel so scummy which by the way i i totally agree with your caddy there but i actually have to ask you your caddy took good care of you andy but i wonder there's a couple things you've mentioned that that give me a little bit of pause that make me wonder if he actually was worth you know you were paying him handsomely for a single bag caddy out there you know every day and my question to you is you're sitting out there on the first old sheep ranch, straight downhill with very little trouble from 240, and the guy hands you a six iron. Did you feel the disrespect coursing through your veins? Did it feel? <laughs> did you? Did you want to just just throw your club to the ground and be like, "Fuck you, dog!" Like, put the yeah. goddamn hybrid in my yeah. hand. So I I did a little bit, and then I parred that. I think what he helped me do was. He helped me avoid huge numbers, which I always find sure. out there somehow. And he, there was no real reads that he gave me that were outside of like what I was thinking. Like there was nothing where I'm like, oh, this is left to right. And he was like, yeah, it's right to left. Um, but it was just good. It, it, I think what inspired me was, was you and Tommy, RIP Tommy. Dude. Um, Ugh. Just having somebody else on your team, having somebody there to like tell you like, yeah, man, that's a fucking great read. Like that's exactly where you want to hit it. That's that's the right shot. You're thinking about this the right way. You have great feel today. Like that kind of stuff was just awesome. And he got me a birdie every day. I like told him I was like, we have a quota of one birdie a day and we got we got to get at least one. And every day he got me at least one. And it was funny the last day. Uh, we were playing Bandon. I had a shuttle out at 1.30. We teed off at 8.50. I'm like, wow, we're really fucking pushing it. Uh, and we teed off on 10, and I had no birdies through 8. And I'm like, nine's a par 5. Like, we got we to gotta hit our quota, dude. Like, 
this is the last day. Like, I got my big tip for you. Like, what are we going to do? Sure enough, hoop like a 12-footer for Bird on nine. And I'm like, Sick. that's how I want to fucking leave this resort. You're worth every penny I spent on you. I love you. Give me your phone number, and I'll see you in 357 days. Yes. Oh, I love that. God, that's so good. Uh, I would say, for Reamer, you didn't take a caddy at all this year which, uh, after you took one most of the uh, you know most of your rounds last year. Did you have any regrets? Did you did you wish you took a looper for at least one or two of your rounds this year? Uh, no. You know what? I, I love having the caddy, but also part of the enjoyment for me is like, pulling out my yardage book and thinking about the shot I'm going to hit and kind of figuring it out because since I'm not going to actually execute it, I enjoy the process. What are yardage of... books? <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy the process of uh, uh, attempting to imagine the shot I'm going to hit. And so when someone imagines it for me and then I don't execute it, it's just disappointing so much more. So, you know, at least, at least I get to pretend that I'm a good golfer. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good call. Boat, do you think uh, any of these future trips you'll start taking a looper out for any of your rounds anytime soon? I don't think so. I think uh, getting to see the, each of the courses at least once. Um, visually, I, I've got a pr- pretty good photo, photographic memory. Uh, uh, that and, it, you know, it's just uh, I don't make that much money. You know, another 750 bucks for the trip. Um, yeah, so... I mean, I, I would love to. I, I know a couple of caddies up there and, and would love to. Uh, but um, no, it's like, uh, you know, I just uh, I'm totally committed to carrying my bag in. Went out today after work, uh, carry nine at, at Santa Rosa. And it's, um, you know, I'm just I'm, I'm carrying again. I'm, I'm done with golf carts, uh, ankle permitting. And, and uh, I really enjoyed the I, I I I enjoyed I enjoyed the walk, as they say. And, uh, you know, for carrying my bag for so long, um, I it it was nice to get back to the grassroots and um you know i i i, I kind of felt like a child out there again it was, it was fantastic totally yeah it, it's funny because like this is the first year in like four years that i carried my own bag for any of the morning rounds i had a caddy for the first three days and then my caddy had some buddies coming into town so he couldn't stand and so instead of getting a new you know a new jock i just carried my own bag for you know two rounds in the morning and i actually really loved it where i think my perfect sweet spot would be to have a caddy for like two or three of the rounds and then carry your own bag for two or three of the rounds. Just so you get a little taste of both each trip. I, I think that's going to be what I try to do going forward just so I get a little bit of both uh, because it's awesome having a looper, but you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you both that, that I did really enjoy reading all my own putts. Uh, even though the reads obviously weren't quite as good, you know, but you know, <laughs> reading them on my own as opposed to when he had it. But oddly enough, I did putt Some better. Of mine were garbage. Yeah. I, I did putt better uh, once I went solo, but that's only because my stroke, like got better not because the reads were any better although i did notice more so um because i haven't really been reading my own putts out there for a couple years i did notice the trick and maybe this is the case everywhere that i just am too impatient or i'm just too i don't know paranoid about how long i've been taking over the ball or the round that i'm trying to be as quick as possible everywhere else but out of bandon the correct read was always from behind the hole if you're reading a putt from behind the ball looking straight at it it never seemed right and it was always totally different when you walk around the other side and take a look at your you take a look at your read from behind the hole, I just on those days where I was carrying my own bag, I just went with whatever I saw from behind the hole, and it actually turned out to be the correct read like nine out of ten times. I I don't know, but is that the case, Bo? For for you, when you go play golf, a lot of places, I I I, I tried to uh, you know do the full full three sixty and get as many looks as I could, but I was in such a tourist mode taking four photos on every hole and eight <laughs> videos uh i didn't uh I, I i mean i i had so many three putts i hit it pretty good up there i i i had a lot of i i didn't not there's not a lot of strokes gained on the on the surfaces no no not not, not our, no, nobody in our group i i think putted exceptionally well uh throughout this trip um la- last thing gentlemen before we put a wrap on this thing as andy mentioned we finally got to have our big Ryder Cup style match. You know, after all these years of talking about it, we finally had enough guys that jumped on board. We had a twenty versus twenty Ryder Cup style match that we had dubbed the Suave Cup. Um, and you know, we basically played foursomes on day one. It was a three day tournament. We played foursomes day one and two, two v two best ball, and then uh, individual match play on day three. Each match was just worth one point, so ten points available day one, ten points available day two, 
and 20 points available on day three with 20 one-on-one matches going. First team to 20 and a half points wins. And somehow, some way, uh, it ended 20 and a half to 19 and a half, which was pretty sick. Uh, un- unfortunately for one of the guys that's on this podcast right now, the team captain of the losing squad, uh, Mr. Reamer, I'll just put it to you then. Where did it go wrong? Myself. <laughs> <laughs> what was your record over three days? Oh, two and one. Jesus Christ. It was your fault. You fall. Yeah. Yeah. It was my fault. Whoa, whoa. Well, to be fair, you part me partnered me with Rob Rhodes. Two days. Who might have been the, the single biggest piece of shit in our entire of our entire trip this year. I mean, that guy clearly well, the worst draft pick of the trip. The guy was just a second, just a second, wreck of a golfer. Second. <laughs> Casey <laughs> yeah, K- Casey, but Casey was probably the worst draft pick. Uh, but uh, Rob Rhodes, a very, very close second. I I was stoked that it came down to the wire, though. That that was really awesome that it actually came down to the very last group on. Uh, on day three. I, I, I absolutely loved it. Boat, um, as a guy who's actually probably played in more of these kind of events than any of us, uh, do, do you have any suggestions for, for things we can do to improve for 2021 as far as the Swap Cup goes? Make sure everyone is, is aware that there is a match play format going on. Oh, you mean no breakfast balls? <laughs> uh, uh, not, not, not even bringing Peacock into it, but uh, I mean, I'm sure it was published somewhere. Uh, the first day, I had no idea. My, me and my best friend, Nick Davis, had a best ball match going with Tom Jack. Right. <laughs> That's so awesome. They, uh, like, Chris Chris gave me a couple... Uh, Chris gave me a couple of two... Uh-oh, we lost him again. Footer. You know, oh, there he is. Number I can post. And after the round... Can you hear me? Can you hear me? So, yeah, so after, after the round, uh, uh, Chris and Tom are like, well, well, I think we clipped you. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like... Uh, play the did we have a money game going because i played the last 12 holes like one under uh and they're all no we had a best ball match going i was like oh boy (laughs) (laughs) i don't think me and my best friend i don't i don't think me and my best friend nick davis ham and egged it all that well in the first uh eight holes in your defense because you did pull a first class you know uh audible coming in and joined our trip what was it 36 hours before we took off i mean you 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 were not you were not in on this trip yeah, initially it was because it was bad. full. Somebody you know we had somebody drop out. Somebody, uh, our you know hey, really we should pour one out for our boy John Aldean who we did miss a, we did miss this year's signature wow, cocktail uh, because he was not able to make it. He was trying to sure. prevent his dog from getting in or out of a house. Kicked his door closed. You know sliced open his like big toe on the kick stop on the door. You know broke his toe. All that he you you fill his spot at the last minute. So you actually did miss out on the six months of preparatory emails that were sent out uh, for the swap cup. So I, if there was anybody that was unaware of the match and it was understandable, it was you brother. That's okay. The way, uh, the, the, the way me and uh, my, my best friend, Nick Davis, uh, him and Meg did, we, I'm sure even if we knew what was going on, we still would have lost four and three powerful Nick Davis. I like, hey, you know, you did, you, you guys will get him next year. You guys, you guys will be fine uh, to next year. That's the thing is like with a match this close, do we keep teams for next year, or do we do we redraft? Reem, what 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 are you thinking here? Ooh, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't we're know. Have, we're think, gonna have new uh, people. I think we have, have people drop out and and whatnot, more? and new people come in. So I, we'll we'll do a little redraft. But I, I do like the idea of me and Tapinus keeping things going. And and for that brief moment that I thought it was a twenty twenty tie, like let's let's all be honest, I was gonna mop the floor. Oh, we were day. no, we were going to a captain versus captain one on one playoff to decide the swap cup on day four if it ended up a twenty twenty tie. We we were deprived of some like Rocco Tiger Monday afternoon Tori drama, which I, I I'm a little bummed out about. Oh, I, it would have been. I, I, I may have just not played and just walked along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, you would have got to play the back nine when I won fucking ten and. Oh. 10 and Oh man, yeah, uh, that's I can't wait for Mark to hear that. We we <laughs> we may need, we may need to get a little interim trip in to uh, to settle that score because I think that oh. I think that there's still some uh, some unfinished business between uh, Mr. Reamer and Mr. Tappanis. I really, really like the idea. I would be willing to host. 
Well, hey, I mean, we can. Uh, so I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. There may be another little like it won't be. You know, there's only one Suave Cup each year, but I think another little uh, pretty serious match. I mentioned this with my boy Chris Durr on a podcast uh, a couple months back. Um, I've made some inquiries. I have uh, talked to the event coordinators at a few golf courses. So for everybody that went on the golf trip uh, up to Bannon with us, that's listening to this, and also anybody out there that is just a general fan of this podcast. Uh, that you know that knows any of us or that has a way to contact us, you know, via handshakes and birdie social, via me. Um, the the Rustic Canyon Soul Park, you know, big tournament weekend that we talked about, is looking like it may go onto the calendar in February or March. So, boys, saddle up. We we might be able to get to settle the score sooner rather than later. And and Kyle, you know that if they've made it uh, two hours and ten minutes into this podcast, that they're a real fucking fan. So yes. uh, we 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 can we can assure that we've weeded out the the naysayers, and we really <laughs> only have the, the true fans here. So uh, I'm happy to extend that invite to anyone that's still listening. Yes, exactly right. Thirty minutes to this podcast. Reach out to me on Twitter at Kserlo. I love you, and, mom. And we'll make it I love up. you, mom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boys, this is so awesome, guys! This is amazing. Two, two hours and fifty minutes in, I could honestly do this for another three hours. I mean, talking about Band and Dunes, uh, as I think you all would agree, is is one of the easiest and most fun things to do uh, in, in the world of golf. And uh, this has been awesome. So, guys, I, I want to go one by one to each of you with any last parting thoughts before we bid all of our fine, uh, fine listeners adieu. Uh, Reamer, given the fact this is your first time on the podcast since episode three. You know, what, 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 why don't you start us off here, brother? What uh, any, any parting thoughts for us and, and anybody out there listening? Just what a killer trip. You know, certainly did a great job. Thank you, brother. Suave Cup was just just clutch this year, and oh. yeah, it was just it was just another unbelievable trip. Uh, adding more people has just been been fantastic, and it's just like home away from home. Like I, the majority of the people. I would say all but maybe four or five I see once a year. And so it's just like, I don't know. It's just, it's just fun. It's just, it's that moment of getting to see your friends and uh, getting to do it at one of the best places in the world. That's pretty special. So anyone who's hasn't been needs to go and needs to do it with people that, uh, that love golf as much as them and they care about. So yeah, that's it. Beautifully put. Mr. Ferdig. Yeah, you know, find yourself uh, some friends like Kyle and Jess and Spence that uh, that can handle putting together a trip like this. Um, it was it was fucking unbelievable. Bannon Dunes is literally my favorite place in the entire world. You cannot go wrong playing a trip out there. Anyone that loves golf, you have to go. Uh, again, no free ads, but Bannon Dunes, I am open for sponsorships. Um, Bannon Dunes, I feel like we can give a free ad to. Like, I mean, this we just did a two-hour and sixteen-minute like audio infomercial for Bannon Dunes. Like, I, I they they, they, <laughs> the, you know, they can the, get some love. The place is unbelievable. The group of guys that we've gotten and that it's continued to grow. Like being, uh, getting into this trip through you know friends of friends and and ultimately meeting some guys that you get to hang out with every single year has been absolutely incredible um and i love it and i can't wait till next year yes uh and then finally boat first time brother i i, I gotta ask you before you give us your parting thoughts i i feel the one thing i always tell to everybody you know when they're about to make their first trip is they're like hey man like you're really building this place up and i always say I'm really not worried about it. I can literally talk this place up as much as I want, and it does not matter what I say. It will always deliver, and it is that has never not been the case. But you've heard me fucking cream myself over this golf course over how many podcast episodes now. I I know this is a rhetorical question, but how did it live up to the hype? And and also your parting thoughts. Yeah, it delivered for sure. Um, it, it over delivered. Um, it was. Am I coming through all right? Can you yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I was, can do it. Okay. Alright, yeah, it was. It was fantastic, man. Um, I feel like we shot out of the room. Um, number uh, number sixteen at Old, Old McDonald. The fuck were you doing there? At sixteen at Old McDonald. Um, the barber pole, top of the hill, 
would <laughs> 16 year old McDonald, the barber pole. I love that old. Would be it's relevant. So good. But fucking green is 75 yards wide. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, move it, move it, move the T further right. Move the T further right. <laughs> oh my god! But I um, love that hole. I love yeah, that hole. It's dude, so it, good. It, <laughs> oh, it's so good. It, it over delivered. It over delivered. Uh, there's <laughs> there's really good holes on the property. Um, yeah, it's uh, no, it over delivered. It was cool meeting everyone. Um, you know, the first first night it, it was cool. All the guys. I, I recognize this from the podcast, and there's this. 60 pound bald piece of shit and they're like oh that's that guy from the podcast that was uh <laughs> that was that was fun but um great great group of guys great group of guys uh you know it's for me it's like when i get to a special i'm already trying to plan the next trip there you know what i mean and the only places that i've really done that is uh scotland and ireland um when i got over there the type of golf that i was introduced to in 2008 I was already emailing home about like, Hey guys, go to the bar less, less, you know, maybe a couple of times a month, put it in some savings and let's get over here. Cause it's, it is, um, I think you're probably going to have a request to put in like maybe 76 or 80 spots because I have gotten a lot of feedback from the photos and, and videos. Um, your social media game yeah, man, up there was also on point. I actually had several people reach out to me and say, Bro, you gotta give you gotta give Boat a big a, a big fist bump for me because he's crushing it on the feed right now. It's like he's always crushes it on the feed. What what, what else is new? Oh, it was dude. Everyone was like, dude, your photos and just this and that. And I mean, it's so it's gonna be nice next year not to have to be that guy and maybe actually pay attention to a twenty five er. But it, I mean, I just had an absolute blast up there. Um, just so much fun uh, and, and when i go to places like that um i i go up there thinking in gale force an absolute deluge and i still know that i would have had an absolute blast yeah yeah I mean, that's, um, that's, that's kind of a barometer for me when i visit new places and i just uh yeah man it, it completely over delivered and i i can't i, I i'll say this I'll, it'll, it'll be hard pressed for me to not get back there before next year's trip i will find a way to make a, a semi-annual trip there. That's how special it is. I, I, I totally agree, man. Like, if I could find a way to get up there twice a year, I would do it in a heartbeat. And uh, I'm, I'm probably with you in that. I, I would love to get up there in, like, the spring. Or, like, I'd love to get up there in the summertime when it actually is truly playing, like, you know, two, three club wins, but the course is playing, like, like cement, and it's just rock hard golf. out there. Yeah, like, real, like, real hardcore links golf. Like, I would love to get out there in the summertime. So, hopefully, maybe we can make that happen um, at some point soon. And not, you know. It's just amazing, man. So let's ask for a sponsorship. Good idea. I'll call uh, I'll call our boy Mike up there. You know, see see what he can uh, put together for us. It sounds pretty good. Um, I call Shu. I call Shu. I just go right to Shu. Just to, just just tweet at Shu and see see what he can make happen. Oh, great call. Well, hey, don't think I won't. Yeah, I, 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 you, I have all the faith in the world, brother. Uh, on that note, gentlemen. Well, well done for all of you guys. This is probably one of my favorite marathon. Fuck that. This is my favorite marathon podcast that we've done so far. <laughs> two, almost two and a half hours. Hashtag, hashtag four-parter. Four uh, I will say this. I'm probably going to break this one up into two parts. Uh, you know, just yeah. two very digestible hour, 10-minute podcasts. But, uh, guys, this was fucking awesome. I, th- thank you both, uh, everybody, for for doing this. Uh, Andy actually had to leave us uh, like two or three minutes ago. I think uh, his, uh, his, his fiance has probably been shooting him looks out of the hallway being like, bro. You were supposed to come to bed an hour and a half ago, and you just jumped on a two and a half hour nerd podcast. And he's like, "Yeah, I fucking did. Okay, I fucking did. All right." So yeah, so, so big thanks to all you guys, man. This was super super awesome. I cannot wait until next year. Um, and and shit, like, like I was saying in my my email that I sent to everybody in our debrief, I, I I think I'm gonna have to put together you know a couple trips between now and next November just so I get a chance to you know as Reamer said, I love every guy in that trip way too much to only see so many of them once a year that I feel like it's probably in all of our best interest to make an effort to try to congregate at least once or twice uh, throughout the rest of the yeah. year to make sure that uh, we get to enjoy each other's company. So on that note, guys, thank pretty, you very, very pretty much. Nice, pretty nice meeting place, Kyle. Not a bad, uh, right? Nice, you know, hey, I'm saying, you know, Central Coast, there's this 
little place called Monterey. With some pretty decent golf where we could uh, certainly conoid her and get uh, everyone involved. I'm going to go ahead and say oh, that is... Is there good golf in Monterey? I've heard. Pretty good. I have heard. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and as Boat Constant reminds me, I still need to play Spyglass for the first time. Uh, so maybe yes, you do. get down there here pretty soon. I think you know most of us are NCGA members that live in this half of the state. If we get down there on a weekday, we go play Poppy for seventy five bucks. You know, I, I, we we could we could make a pretty nice little uh, little two or three day trip down to Monterey. And, and hey, that's that, that's sure. easy for the northern and the southern California guys. So, all right, perfect, gentlemen. On that note, you guys are beautiful. Boat, thank you. Reamer, thank you. Andy, yeah. thank you. You guys are awesome. Um, can't wait to do it again next year, fellas. A lot of fun. Uh, Cheers. All right, you guys are beautiful. And two and a half hours later, we're here. Uh, guys, that was so awesome. As I said at the end of that podcast, incredibly fun stuff. Uh, another big thank you to Andy, Reem, and uh, and Boat for doing it. Uh, apologies again for Boat's audio. Uh, I, I, I wish we could have figured it out, uh, but, you know, hey, it was his first time to Bannon Dunes. I wanted to hear everything he had to say. I, I, I feel a little sad that I wasn't able to catch every last little detail that he was sharing with us, but uh, a really fun time nonetheless. All right, everybody. Have a great rest of your week. I hope you guys make it to Band of Dunes soon. I hope you guys experience as much joy and happiness as I do when I visit that place. Uh, and until next time, adios. Adios.